night and we are live. Good to see everybody. Got that hurricane out there in the Gulf, still doing the TLP. We don't care. We're going to pray that thing off in Jesus' name. Join with me in prayer right now. Holy Ghost, we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name to shear that storm apart, that by the time it makes landfall, it is no longer a hurricane for any county in the state of Florida. We ask you to do this, Lord. Remember that we prayed this in Jesus' mighty name. Church says amen and amen. So there you go. Just so everybody knows, Facebook's messing with us tonight, as always. They're going to find some ridiculous excuse to take us down. They already have. I don't know which one of my pages is down, but one of them's down. It's the church page or my page, whatever. Shift over. Rumble, who is uh, headquartered out on Lombo Key, about 45 minutes north of here. They may have evacuated. I don't know. They're down. So do what you can. Get on to BlackRobeTV.com. Our website's back up and working really well right now. So get over onto Blackrobe TV. Just type in Blackrobe, Google it. It'll take you right to it. Or hop on the one of the working Facebook pages. Aaron, who else do we got going? Anybody else? You, that's yours or ours? Okay, we have my YouTube going and my producers going. So Tom Lipley on YouTube, Aaron Yeager on YouTube are also working. So spread the word, like and share. Let's make it a record audience tonight, even though Facebook's messing with us and rumbles down. All right, Daily Caller, let's just go. I'm going to do the the uh, one story about the hurricane that I'm going to do tonight, Daily Caller video. And this is actually a uh, press conference for with FEMA. And the FEMA director is asked, or the FEMA employee, probably a FEMA, FEMA head uh, higher up. But he's made conversations. Joe Biden, he's made conversations with the mayors. So is there any reason why he has not contacted the governor? So Joe Biden, any... A uh, mature person would put aside all political differences and everything else until the storm is gone. But Joe Biden, to date, as of the last I know, has still not talked to Governor DeSantis yet. Play it for me. But right. he's made conversations with the mayors. So is there any reason why not the governor? Again, we have a strong team that's in place supporting the governor right now, working side by side with him and his staff. We'll continue to stay engaged with him. So that's the maturity of the current administration because there are vast political differences obviously between governor DeSantis and president biden you know he's not going to call the governor how ridiculous is that trump didn't do any of that and that just shows you who's really mature when they say that they're bringing maturity back to the white house bringing credibility back to the white house now you know what's actually true credibility left the white house with donald trump and a great lack of void of credibility came into the white house with joe biden all right, RNC Research Now video. Now, what I'm going to do this just for this segment, I'm going to roll through this segment, I think. I always think I'm going to do them fast. I'm assuming I'm going to do it fast. I actually entitled this segment of the TLP tonight, Numbers. It's all about numbers. Play it for me. The markets are set to open after an absolutely brutal week on Wall Street. Stocks now down $7.6 trillion since President Biden took office so there you go, 7.6. 7, 7. Think about this now. Caught me off guard there. My hand was still on my face. $7.6 trillion in the stock market alone. That doesn't include the $6 trillion in wealth that Americans have lost. Think about that. So we're at about $13.6 trillion that have been lost from people's personal assets and the stock market since Joe Biden has taken office. It's amazing to me that there are still people out there whether it's people like Larry Kudlow and people like that that are actually defending the, the Biden administration's fiscal policies. It really is. I mean, $13.6 trillion has been lost. 
13.6 trillion. All right, RNC research tweet. Here's some more numbers for you. Play for me. And in 41 states, plus the District of Columbia, the average gasoline price is less than $2.99. All right, so the numbers is Joe Biden says that he claims RNC research tweet. This is the tweet I got off the video. Joe Biden claims again falsely that the gas is below $3 a gallon in some states. You ready now? Here's the numbers. This is all about the numbers. So we're at $13.6 trillion lost in the stock market, lost in personal assets in the U.S. Now here's the numbers that Joe Biden's putting out. Joe Biden claims falsely that gas is below three gallons in some states. So let's add up. So he says that gas is below $3 in some states. So let's add up how many states gas is under $3 in. Here it is. Here's the numbers. Ready? There are zero states with an average of pri- average price under $3 a gallon. And gas remains uh, remains at one, $1.34 a gallon higher than when he took office. And one of the things I meant to do before I came here and I forgot to do it was I wanted to get you the graph. The only reason you need to understand something, you probably already do if you watch this podcast, but the only reason why gas is even down the amount that it is where we had it above five, above six, in some places, even above $7 a gallon. The only reason why it's down is because Joe Biden has raided and pillages, pillaged the strategic oil reserve. It is at its lowest place since the 80s. So he, all he's done is gone in and he basically releases a million barrels a day and floods the market and lowers the price. As soon as he can no longer do that anymore or does no longer do that anymore, the prices will be back up at 5 to $8 a gallon. He's not producing any more more fuel. Every shortage in the world, whether it's food, whether it's fuel, whether it's medicine, whether it's a baby formula, whatever it is, is self-induced shortages. They're not shortages that are caused by fires, except if there's a food uh, processing plant. It's not caused by fires, earthquakes, volcanoes, plagues, nothing, natural disasters. Nothing is causing any of these shortages. They are self-imposed and mostly uh, done on purpose. Every one of them. Joe, Joe Biden is not producing any more fuel. I mean, in what way would he be producing it? He's cut off domestic, basically, he's, he's ended domestic oil production. He's not granting any more lease, leases. And everyone needs to know some. Well, you're like, well, some leases are still open and they're producing oil. Yeah, but oil trades on futures. When you are investing $12, $13 billion a year, in oil reserves and oil leases, then you have to know where you're going in the next couple of years. Otherwise, you're going to raise your prices unless you have a president that raids the strategic oil reserve and floods the market. And by the way, most of that oil in the strategic oil reserve is actually partially refined. So it's actually high dollar oil. That, that is usually, this, you know, obviously the oil that comes out of the ground has to go to the refinery and all that and then be refined into jet fuel, refined into heating fuel, refined into gasoline, whatever it may be. This is already partially refined fuel. So this is our best of the best that he's just flooding the normal market with. This is Biden economics. We'll go bigger picture in a minute. It's all on purpose. But when he goes around and says that there are states that have an average of less than $3 a gallon of gas, he's absolutely bull-faced lying once again. Lance Gooden tweet, President Biden, this is all about the numbers, the numbers section of the TLP tonight. President Trump, on October 20, uh, 2020, if Joe Biden gets elected, the stock market will crash. So he said it, and we've already read it. It has lost two dates so far. Think about the accomplishment. Think about the level of accomplishment it is. That you are only in office 
for about 19 months now, and you've managed to lose $7.6 trillion in the stock market and $6 trillion domestically. By the way, what that means domestically is your dollars and mine. The money that we've lost, what we've lost in our housing values, what we've lost in our car values, what we've lost in, in uh, uh, credit card interest rates, we've lost ourselves since the Biden administration took office $6 trillion. Let's go to the next one, zero hedge tweet by the numbers, number section of the show. The S&P 500 is down 23.3% in the first 184 trading days of 2022. The, fir- the fourth worst start in a year in history i mean joe biden is setting all kinds of records go to the next one for me here's the dow jones just so you can see the actual numbers year to date down 20 percent you have a stock market i mean listen people lose the presidency because the stock market's down three or four percent joe biden not in four years not in two years in less than two years has lost 20 percent of the stock market value down to 29,260 minus 7,000. That's just today. Let's go to the next one for me. Here's the numbers. Here's the numbers. We're switching subjects a little bit, but going, going to the border by the numbers. Now, at least 266,000 unaccompanied migrant children minors have been, have been incurred, encountered at the southern border since President Biden took office. 266,000 per CBP data. And once again, remember, it's actually one to five times that many. These are the ones that they've come into contact with. This does not count the gotaways. This is count, counts the ones they've actually come in contact with. They do not come into contact with most. They come into contact with the least percentage-wise. That's enough to fill approximately three Rose Bowls. Three Rose Bowls. I didn't even catch that before. I thought it was one. It wouldn't be one, 266,000. Highest single, highest single month was July, of course, 2021, basically a year ago, under Joe Biden with 18,000, basically 19,000 in one, one month. I mean, uh, 19, 000, basically 19,000 total in one month. All right, go to the next pick for me. There, I just wanted to show you this is what they, uh, the Border Patrol. Now, these are unaccompanied. This isn't minors. These are unaccompanied minors. These are kids this age right here walking around alone in the desert because Joe Biden made it known worldwide that he was opening our southern border. That is why our southern border is enduring the is, is the most dangerous border on the planet as you hear me say every podcast is is having to endure many rapes lots of sex trafficking all, basically all the fentanyl don't believe anybody who tells you it's not true it's absolutely true basically all the fentanyl is actually pouring over our southern border to the tune of 107,000 fentanyl deaths last year in the United States alone that's the holocaust not covid but here's just another pick throw the next pick for me just just to show you this is how many unaccompanied minors that we know about have been caught by the CBP over the over the first 19 months of the Biden administration times three that's the Rose Bowl times three 266,000 unaccompanied minors contacted at the border by CBP look at the size of this this is the Biden administration. Is this happening all the time? Absolutely not. It was not happening under President Donald J. Trump. By the way, it wasn't even happening to this degree under Barack Hussein Obama. It wasn't happening. By the, and Barack Hussein Obama is an open borders president. And George W. Bush was an open borders president. And Biden is breaking all of their records. Bill Clinton was an open borders president. And, and, and Joe Biden is breaking all of his records, Bush's records, Obama's records, and Trump shut down the border. So, of course, he's shutting down Donald Trump's records. Now, here's where Joe Biden's uh, actual fiscal policy is pointed at. 
play it for me? Last month, I signed the biggest climate bill in history, the biggest ever, $369 billion to slash emissions by nearly half. This is a whole new chapter for America and, and for the planet. And there has to, we have to do a lot more. I pledged $11 billion a year to help poor countries fight climate change. Working with Congress, with your help, we can get this. The question is, $11 billion from where? Our country right now is $31 trillion in debt. He just keeps throwing money everywhere. He just pledged right now another $12 billion to the Ukraine, $11 billion to fight climate change. What, what exactly, you know, people will be like, Tom, you're sitting there right now, and you are allegedly in the path of a hurricane. Well, hurricanes have happened for the last hundred, I mean, obviously since the existence of the planet, but this is one of the lightest hurricane seasons in, 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 my, in my memory in Florida. This is the first named storm that's even threatened the state. Usually every year we deal with three, four, five, six that are coming near the state that we're all tracking, maybe even more than that on an average year. So there is no climate change outside of fall, winter, fall, winter, summer, and spring. That's it. Those are the climate. Those, that's the climate that changes four times a year. Is some years it's hotter than others? Yes. Is some years it's colder than others? There's record ice at both at both at both polar ice caps right now. Record ice. Same amount of polar bears as there were 50 years ago. It's all a lie, and it's all a lie to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. On to that, actually, Alex Berenson tweet. Seven out of 11, you're like, what are you, well, let's talk about the vaccines because the only thing that COVID was ever about was getting you to the vaccine passport. You had COVID that was developed by the left, globalist leftist, the World Economic Forum, uh, actually the CCP, not the World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance along with Anthony Fauci. So the left were the ones that were actually developing the virus and then they, they say, and then they bring in their control mechanisms, masks, lockdowns, and I mean severe lockdowns. And of course, their main aim is to lock down the church because the greatest threat to the globalist left is an active evangelical church that's praying against them in Jesus' mighty name. So that's, that's always been the plan from day one. They'll do the same thing with climate, put you on a social credit system, digitize currency, and so that they can shut off your currency when you don't use, when you use too much carbon or whatever it may be. But that'll only be the beginning. It's if you vote the wrong way, if you buy the wrong stuff, if you say the wrong things, then they'll cut off your banking. That's been the point of this from day one. Not, not 15 days into flatten the curve, not check and see how it was going to go for 15 days. This has been the point from day one, period. And vaccines, of course, so developed COVID-19, put a strap mask on everybody, made everybody stay six feet apart together alone, shut down every business. 60% of all COVID businesses that were shut down during the lockdowns will never open again. That way there's, you have known have freedom. You can't pick what business to go to. You will go to the only business that's open. And then if you have digitized currency, central banking controlled currency, then you want, then they'll say, you know what? You only have one place to buy food. We can just cut food off from you. Normally, we have 10 places to buy food. They want to get, get it to the place where you are all jammed into an urban center and only one place to buy food. And, of course, you had the vaccine passports. We're on the vaccine section of the show right now. Vaccine passports, there's nothing to do. Vaccines never had anything to do with stopping the virus, with making you healthy, with keeping you safe. With stopping transmission or infection. I put the slide up the other day as we, as we had Albert Borla 
the CEO of Pfizer, just caught COVID for the second time in 40 days. He's four times vaccinated, took Paxlovid, and is awaiting his bivalent fifth vaccination, quintuple vaccination. It has nothing to do with, and, oh, the, and the tweet that I put up was about a year prior to this, about July of 2021. Albert Borla put up, you know what? Uh, no, it wasn't, well, maybe it was, I can't remember, but basically a year, a year and a half before he caught COVID, twice in 40 days, uh, quadruple vaxxed and Paxlovid. He put out a tweet that said, you know what, in our third trial of, or our trial, uh, whatever trial it was of, of, uh, of the COVID-19 vaccination, he put out, we found out that it was, that is 100% effective. It's a South African trial. It's coming back to me now, a South African trial. And he said, you know what, this is, the vaccine has now been proven to be 100% effective in stopping transmi- transmission, says the man who has caught COVID twice and, and infection, by the way. So I think it was actually infection. 100% effective against, against infection, says the man who's taken that shot four times, waiting for his fifth, and has taken Paxlovid, his own anti-COVID drug. But he swore, now, did, did, were, did that study ever actually show that? That's the question. Was Albert Borla just bull-faced lying? According to the data that Pfizer has released, he's absolutely lying when they had 1,200 deaths. More people caught COVID during the vaccine trials who took the vaccine than didn't take the vaccine. And here's another little side note for all. It's not little, it's huge. Alex Berenson tweet. I haven't been a big Alex Berenson fan since he came out against Alex Jones, but I'll put this one up. Seven out of 11, um, seven out of 11 women had mRNA in their breast milk. What did they promise would never happen? It would never be in your breast milk. Just like Albert Borla said, the vax has been proven to be 100% effective against transmission as he caught COVID twice in four days. This isn't just a disaster for infants. It's more proof that the mRNA LNP in the shots has practically every, hits practically every cell in the body. Look at JAMA right on the bottom. That's that's the Juvenile Pediatrics Association inside of America. Trace amounts of, of hashtag COVID-19 vaccine and mRNAs were detected in the breast milk of some lactating women. Now notice how they say the governmental entity says some lactating women. The truth is that it's 80% of lactating women. Notice what they say. Caution is warranted. Now, weren't they just, didn't they tell us a year and a half ago, 19 months ago, 20 months ago, that this was those, those vaunted three words, safe and effective, and now mRNA is being found inside of breast milk in those very same entities, and JAMA put pimped and hoard vaccines to kids, to, to mothers, to pregnant women, and now they're saying, after everybody's already taken the vaccine, Caution is warranted regarding breastfeeding infants younger than six months in the first two days after maternal COVID-19 vaccination. Now, if you notice the date on the bottom is September 26, 2022. I believe the JAMA tweet came out the day before. So on September 25th, 2022, they finally warn you that you ought not to breastfeed your child after taking the vaccination for two days. What about all the women that have given birth between now and then? Not just the United States and our 350, 360 million people that live here. This is worldwide. Worldwide. Think about how many women have breastfed their children after taking the vaccination. 
within, even in their own standards, two days after taking the vaccination. How many women who breastfeed their babies take two days off of breastfeeding? None. And they, by the way, all of this was known in the studies. They know it was known. If you look at the recent studies, and I know for those of you that watch this podcast, you know these things because I, I mean, I've already told you. But if you look at the most, the, the, mo, the most recent Pfizer and Moderna studies with the mice, Pfizer had eight mice, Moderna had 10. Pfizer gave the COVID injection, gave their vaccine, their, their, their bivalent, B-I-V-A-L-E-A-N-T, their bivalent fifth vaccination to these 10 mice, Pfizer did. None of these 10 mice, no, it's eight mice, it's eight for Pfizer. None of these eight mice got COVID, but none of them were exposed to COVID. So they were left in a plastic bubble where no virus could get in and none of them caught COVID. And then they come out and say once again that their fifth vaccine booster, remember they promised number one would keep you safe. Number two would prevent, number one would prevent infection, prevent transmission. Remember, they all promised that. Now they're on number five. But don't worry, number five that was tested on eight mice and none of the eight mice caught COVID. Of course, none of them were ever exposed to any viruses at all, including COVID-19. They were kept safe and effective. So now they were kept uh, safe and secure in some sort of plastic bubble. So now Pfizer can come out. Pfizer now feels justified in coming out and saying, look at we did this experimentation on mice, which by the way, mice do not have our immune systems at all. That's why whenever you see mice actually used for genetic sort of based research with humanity or vaccine research, it's always humanized mice. These are not humanized mice by, from Moderna or Pfizer. So they, so Pfizer can say, you know what? None of the mice caught, caught COVID. This booster is fantastic. None of them were exposed to COVID though, but that's just a side note. I just wonder sometimes do these people not realize there's an internet. Now, what did Moderna do? Moderna had 10 mice. The Moderna injected all 10 mice with their fifth COVID vaccination, their fifth, their fifth booster, third booster, fifth shot, and all 10 caught COVID. So then when they were actually exposed to COVID, they got COVID. Now, what's funny is that Moderna came out and said the exact same thing. Our vaccination is also safe and effective. So it's safe and effective when no mice catch COVID, that aren't exposed to COVID, and it's safe and effective when all the mice catch COVID that were, that were actually exposed to COVID. That's who these people are. You're like, what are all their motivations? Their motivations, it all depends. All of them are globalists. Now, whether they know that they're a hand puppet for the WEF and the and listen, it's not just the World Economic Forum. It's the CCP. It's the Democratic Party, all, walk, all, all walking hand and fist. Some people know it's a global cabal, like Klaus Schwab, he knows it's a global cabal. Noah Harari, he knows it's a global cabal. John Kerry knows it's a global cabal. Barack Hussein Obama, Oprah Winfrey, they all know it's a global cabal. Joe Biden doesn't know where he's at right now. He doesn't know whether it's a global cabal. He, he'll just he'll take the vaccines and, you know, until there are just none left. As soon as he can take them, he'll take it. So some people know. What, what does Pfizer know? Do they know that they're part of leveraging people into a one world commerce system with a singular access point? I believe they do. Moderna is partners with the NIH, shares patents with all the, with all the scientists on the, at the NIH that Anthony Fauci refuses to release. There are royalty information about refuses to release it. Wonder why that would be. Whenever somebody's refusing to release information about a vaccine you're deciding whether or not to take, you ought to not take it if they're refusing to release the information about it. 
All right, New York Post pick. Months in, now, now we just found out that mothers, for all intents and purposes, post-vax, should not breastfeed. They're saying two days. Are you going to trust these people? They also said it was safe and effective. They also said it would stop transmission or infection. They also said it would stop hospitalization and death. Hasn't done any of those things. But yet they'll say that you can breastfeed after two, after two days. You only need to watch it for two days. I wouldn't believe it. But it's kind of funny it all works together, isn't it? Because months in, now notice the date on this, September 12, 2022. So basically two weeks ago, months in, Team Biden still can't get the baby formula shortage under control. So while mothers can't breastfeed, there's no, breast, there is no uh, formula to give the kids that she can't breastfeed. Strange how it all works together, isn't it? Isn't it odd? Isn't it, just a, isn't it just very coincidental? All these things are just very coincidental. It's not coincidental. It is a global cabal. And like I said, I don't know which player knows. But you either have players that know or players that are acquiescing. Players that are cooperating. They may not know. I believe Justin Trudeau knows because his cabinet is infiltrated with young global leaders for the World Economic Forum. I believe he knows. But who knows, the the smaller corporations, the the lesser Democratic Party politicians, they're just going with what will get them reelected and going with their core leftist beliefs. You know, it's funny, I was watching, we'll get to Italy in just a second, but I was watching Georgia Mulvaney that just got elected there, who's, by the way, a a Margaret Thatcher sort of figure, I mean, a a right-winger to the nth degree, fantastic figure. right side of the aisle politician, a Trump, really a Trump Republican sort of politician just got elected as the prime minister of Italy. But there are, our media was saying that people are afraid that it'll be another right wing totalitarian state like Mussolini. How was Mussolini right wing in any way? Mussolini wasn't a capitalist. Mussolini didn't believe in the second amendment, our second amendment, the right to bear arms. He, he, he didn't believe in freedom of speech. So who is it? He obviously murdered lots and lots of people. Who's doing all those things now? The right side of politics or the left side of politics? Who, who is it that's for mass censorship? Why is it that Facebook takes me down all the time and doesn't take down any Democratic Party po- uh, broadcast or podcast? Why? You, you, Tom, you call them all Democratic Party. They might be liberal. No, no, they're all Democratic Party. That's what they are. Just like the FBI. The FBI is absolutely corrupt from top to bottom. The left in this country, there are no good left-wingers. None. There really are none because they are voting unless they all decide to come out and form some sort of liberal libertarian party. They're all voting for the Democratic Party. And I just put this together because I wanted you to remember that let's never forget these things. Here's Bill de Blasio. And remember now what I just told you. Now we have a basically a a countrywide baby formula shortage coupled with the fact that women can't breastfeed now who are vaccinated. But here's Bill, here's what Bill de Blasio said about the vaccinations. Play for me. Free fries when you get vaccinated. Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? These delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this. Let me, let me check with Bill Neidhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This can be breakfast? Okay. I want you to look at this and think about, again, 
Some people love hamburgers, some don't. Really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mmm. <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling about vaccination right this moment. It's like a double bonus on that video. Not only do you get to hear the galactic stupidity of somebody who's pimping and whoring vaccines, but you also get to hear their lip smack while they do it. It's like an it's like an extra bonus. And you know, does this guy care about women who can't breastfeed now because they're vaccinated? Does he care about the countless people that have dropped dead throughout throughout the globe by the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions that have dropped dead? All the hospitalizations, the myocarditis, the pericarditis, every malady in the military up three hundred to twenty eight hundred percent. Does he care about anything? No, he just cares about pimping and whoring vaccines so that he stays in lockstep with the Democratic Party, thinking that somehow or another he'll end up being more powerful than he is. That's all that it's about. And he just tried to run for, Cong- for Congress in the state of New York, and he, his polls were so low, he dropped out in less than a month. All right, Unga, the great video, Jesse Waters, Fauci's tunnel vision wreaked havoc on our kids. Play for me. Some was in crisis, and then COVID hit. And as fate would have it, Dr. Fauci took control and some schools were closed down for as long as two years. This destroyed a generation of children. Does Fauci have any regrets? But in retrospect, and doctor, did do you regret that it went too far? Whatever your original intentions were, and it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback here, but that it went too far, that particularly for kids uh, who, who couldn't go to school except remotely, that it's forever damaged right. them. Well, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone. Isolating school children for two years during their most critical time of their development stunts them socially, psychologically, academically, emotionally. Irreparable damage was done, not to mention the rash of suicides, overdoses and abuse that took place. But get this. A month later, Dr. Fauci said, you know what? I actually knew this was going to hurt kids, but I did it anyway. When you're dealing with a situation where the hospitals were being overrun in New York, you have to do something that's rather draconian. And sometimes when you do draconian things, it has collateral negative consequences. When you shut things down, even temporarily, it does have deleterious consequences on the economy, on the school children. Fauci's tunnel vision wreaked havoc on our kids. All he cared about was getting cases to zero and getting vax rates to 100 percent, neither which was ever going to happen. And the collateral damage was astronomical. He hurt our kids so older libs could feel safe from a virus that had a high 90 percent survival rate. But don't worry, he'd do it again. We talk a lot about learning loss in Texas. There were a bunch of other consequences of closing the schools down. Were they worth it, I guess, knowing what you know? Yeah, I I believe so for a number of reasons. (laughs) These families should file a class action lawsuit against Fouch for child abuse. You know why most people will go to hell? Narrow is the way if you find it. Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Do you know why most people will go to hell? Because, they, because the consequences of admitting you're wrong are just too big in their eyes. That's why most people will go to hell, because they don't want to say, I'm a sinner. They don't want to say, I blew it. I, I blew up my life. 
They don't want to say that I wrecked my kids. They don't want to be. Anthony Fauci absolutely knows that masking children does absolutely nothing to stop. Virus. Remember the earlier videos. Anthony Fauci actually came out and said that normal everyday citizens, he actually scoffed. I believe he chuckled a little bit, should not be wearing masks because they don't do anything. Of course they don't. And those of you that have watched the TLP for the last 30 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, you know what I'm about to tell you. 0.06 to 0.14 microns is the size of a COVID particle. An N95 mask can only stop particles that are three times that size. That's why every even N95 state, N95 country, we have forced masking, or you have to suffer extreme societal or even legal consequences, have higher COVID rates than those who have no masks. I mean, if, you, if N95s worked, then all those countries like Japan who wears N95s everywhere, North Korea, South Korea, wearing N95s everywhere, then they'd have no COVID. They have COVID through the roof. Australia, New Zealand, everybody's wearing N95s everywhere on, on planes, on buses, in stores. And they have more COVID deaths in, in Australia, more COVID deaths this year than 2020 and 2021 combined. It doesn't work. He's, I mean, so if Anthony Fauci, who, by the way, is not a stupid person, he's an evil person. He's a wicked person. You have sinners and then you have people who are wicked. Wicked actually fight against God. Sinners are just out there sinning because that's what they want to do. They're not actively trying to hurt anybody, not actually going against the mighty God of Israel, Yahweh. They're just out there sinning. Anthony Fauci is the opposite way. He knew he's wicked. He knew that there is no way on earth any mask outside of a full biohazard suit no mask can stop a virus, but yet he still pimped and hoard them. And he still is 30 months into 15 days to flatten the curve, having extreme developmental consequences on children. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to speak this. I don't like to say things like this, but a lot of that is irreparable. You only have one time around at two years old. There are, there are very important things that are happening when you're two, when you're between one and two. When you're between zero and one, and then three and four, and four and five, and five and six. These are developmental years. Your skull is still actually soft when you're one. And you had somebody like Anthony Fauci. Now he says the hospitals were being overrun. Is has that ever been true? Well, on the news, which news were you watching? Even if it was Fox News, what news were you watching? Because I'm going to tell you a dirty little secret. None of them were ever overrun. None. Zero were ever overrun. Well, you know, at the epicenter, at the beginning of it all time, back in 20, and March of 2020, New York was overrun. Listen, Todd Starnes was actually in New York. He's based out of Memphis now, I believe. But Todd Starnes was actually, follow him on Twitter, was actually there and went and drove around to the hospitals and they were empty. How could that be there? Now, listen, you might be like, well, one in this area is overrun. Maybe one in this area. I'm just saying, cumulatively speaking, the hospitals were not overrun, not for a day. That's the truth. Todd Starnes went around in March. It was in late March of 2020, went around to all the hospitals, not all the hospitals, but several hospitals, parking lots empty, ER empty. They were empty. They were not overrun in their, in their COVID wards. And further proof is you had two Army Corps of Engineer hospitals built in the city of New York, not to mention the USS Comfort that was retrofitted to treat COVID-19 patients that was uh, shipped into New York Harbor. 
So you basically had three Army Corps of Engineer hospitals inside of metropolitan New York. Two of those hospitals saw zero patients. You've heard me, you've heard me talk about this many times. $600 million was spent on Army Corps of Engineer hospitals that were built all throughout the country. Most of them never saw a patient. Then how were hospitals being overrun? Because Chicago calls up Trump and says, we're being overrun, overrun with COVID patients. So Trump goes, sends the Army Corps of Engineers, they build him a mobile hospital, giant hospitals to treat the, uh, the, the overabundance of COVID patients, but most of them never saw a patient. The USS Comfort could treat thousands and it saw a total of 127 patients. And then just went out, it was no longer needed and just dieseled its way out of New York Harbor. So these are all lies. Ever strapping a mask on the kid, this man knows. He knows what a Micron is. He knows he never even came out for necessarily N95s even, which do nothing. But he was all for cloths, surgical, you know, and this all the other, you know, cloth, surgical, and all the other varieties of masks. He never, he never delineated between any of them except to come out and say, you know what? Here's a good idea. Put on your surgical mask and then put a cloth mask on top of it because it more retrofits your face. Knowing all the while that it does absolutely nothing. He's known it from day one. All right, let's go to the next thing. Uh, Michael Berry tweet. Oh, right, Avi Yemeni. I got to get this one. Avi Yemeni tweet. This is another one. Never forget, he put it on his own screen. A year ago today. Play it for me. Happy Jewish New Year to all my kosher and non-kosher friends alike. If you remember last year on this holy day, Orthodox Jews in Melbourne were forced to jump from roof to roof to try and get into synagogue because the authoritarian regime deemed it illegal to pray to their God on the second holiest day in the calendar. You need to be 1.5 metres apart from each other. So I would appreciate if you would separate and not stand in such a large group around me. I would appreciate. You've got your mask. Yeah. Just if you're enforcing COVID restrictions. Fast forward to today. Well, things are a little bit different. And in fact, Today is also known as Judgment Day, the day that God decides your fate for the rest of the year. So I'm hoping that the fact that Andrew's must go is still trending on Twitter today, that God has some great plans for us ahead. So why should we never forget these things, Tom? That's a brand new video, and it's just celebrating the year anniversary of one year ago. So basically September of 2021, and that right there would have been how many, how long into 15 days to flatten the curve? About, uh, I don't know, 18 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. Something like that at this, at this time last year, roughly. So <clears throat> think about it. Jews in Australia had to hop from rooftop to rooftop to get to their church one year ago. We can never forget that because, listen, if they could have gotten away with that, We'd still be there. If the vaccination actually stopped transmission or infection, even if people were dropping dead all over the globe, which they would be, because even if it stopped transmission and infection, which it doesn't, it still causes pulmonary embolisms, myocarditis, pericarditis, and ADE. ADE may be, by the way, the worst of all of them. Antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which causes you not to be a basically, basically it's a, it's not a form of AIDS, but it's like HIV. You're unable to fight off anything. And that's why the hospitals are filled with vaccinated patients, which we'll get to later if I have time. So 
We need to never forget because here is the thing. If, if the vaccinations actually stop transmission or infection, everybody would be still locked down right now. You, you and I would probably be in jail. Because, you know, we, we have an easy argument right now. It's, and this is where the lawsuits are actually being won. The lawsuits are being won. It just happened in New York. Where they're going to have to repay. They're going to have to rehire all the police officers that got fired. This is all a fact. They just fired 850 more teachers in New York. While simultaneously, because they didn't take the vaccination. While simultaneously, go, they're going to have to hire back, I believe it's 850 cops. Remember how big this city is. It may sound like that's impossible. It's totally possible. It's a 9 million people live there. 850 cops that they fired. And there's different, there's different cop outfits there too. Port Authority and such. That they fired because they refused to take the vaccination. So while they're continuing to fire teachers for not, for not taking the vaccination, why, why are they firing, firing teachers for not taking the vaccination? Because they don't want those te- teachers transmitting the virus. But the vaccination doesn't stop the transmission of the virus. It makes absolutely no sense. So once again, if it's illogical and nonsensical, then it has, there has to be a nefarious purpose. Nefarious purpose is control. The deepest nefarious purpose is leveraging people into one world commerce system with a singular access point. That's what it's all about. But we need never, if, 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 the, if it had actually stopped, the, if the vaccine had actually been able to stop transmission or infection, they'd be all over us right now. Thank goodness we have a constitution. And thanks, thank goodness that the truth came out quick that it wasn't stopping transmission or infection. And lawsuits are now being won. NYPD, the, the Fraternal Order of Police for NYPD just won that lawsuit. That's an absolute fact. All right, moving on. Talk about some hypocrisy. Michael Berry tweet. A friend took this pic. This is like a perfect, I'm going to show you a, per, a couple pictures that are a perfect summation of the global cabal hypocrisy. The, the hierarchical hypocrisy that I speak. It's not, it's not just hypocrisy it's hypocrisy but it's hierarchical hypocrisy it's really all about hierarchy because here's anthony fauci breaking all his rules that he demands that you follow a friend took this pic of fauci now where would fauci be at a enclave for right-wingers absolutely not fauci is at the haven of the left wing and then of all the christians line up and trust anthony fauci and take his vaccination but only people he hangs around with the only interviews that he does, only, only hangs around with left-wingers, only does interviews at left-wing media sources. A friend took this pic of Fauci at the Aspen airport this weekend. Why no mask? Because no TV cameras were around. No mask. What was, was he masked on the flight? Who knows? Definitely within six feet. He's still pimping and hoarding these things. He still wears a mask everywhere. And he's definitely within six feet of two people there. And he's not wearing a mask. And of course, he's at Aspen. He goes, he goes to Aspen, just like all the other left-wingers. And I'm going to show you this. We'll tie this all together. True North video, Justin Trudeau still at it. We won't need to take further steps. It's all threats by the very people that call you and I fascist. You need to always remember something. And this was a little bit off that first video. The part of... The communist manifesto, the way that communists do things is to attack the church and then call you that which they are. If a fascist wants to take power, he will get the public to believe that the anti-fascists are the fascists. Right now, Antifa, the anti-fascists are the fascists. The people who are saying that they're anti-fascism are actually 
the fascists, they have no problem. You're like, Tom, you would never call Joe Biden a right winger because that would actually, you know, cut down us right wingers. That's correct. But they don't care. So here, here you have Justin Trudeau making a threat. We won't need to take further. How many more steps is this man going to take? Force Vax 1, Force ba- Vax 2, Force Vax 3, vo- Force Vax 4, Force Vax 5 is coming. Won't let people buy, sell, trade, or travel without, arrive, without an Arrive Can app on their phone, without their QR-coded Mark of the Beast on their phone. How many more steps is he going to take? What they always do is follow the typical MO that they've been following over the last 30 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. We can all be free again if you will volunteer to enter our concentration camp. That's really what it is. And I'm, I'm just being symbolic with that. Although not overly symbolic since Australia did actually have COVID camps. And Canada was preparing to build COVID camps until the vaccine was found out to not stop transmission or infection. If it did, we'd, all of us would be in a COVID camp right now. Or they have to find me first. Or they have to arrest me first. They have to actually overcome me first. You know, they're like, Tom, are you armed? Well, allegedly, but I will tell you that I lost all my firearms last year in an alligator attack out on the Mayaka River. So... I don't know. If they ask, that's where they're at. They're somewhere down there, that black Mayaka River mud that's in my, in my backyard. Somewhere back there. But this is what they do. Here's, here he is once again. We won't need to take further steps, hopefully, if everyone gets vaccinated. Play it for me. Right now, the best thing each of us can do to prevent a resurgence of COVID-19 as winter approaches is to make sure that you get up-to-date in your Uh, vaccinations with the new formulations coming out that'll keep us even safer and that'll mean that we won't need to uh, take further steps uh, hopefully uh, if everyone gets vaccinated now he's saying we won't have to take steps so the steps that he took let's go over them very briefly was forced masking locking down everybody's businesses locking down churches, arresting Archer Pulaski and two, three other pastors up there while all the church in America gleefully cheered him on with their compliance. I don't care that you weren't going like this. You are gleefully cheering on these tyrants when you comply with their dictates, just so you know. The lockdown, everybody, six feet apart, alcohol, jail stations, forced testing. So all of that was to do what? To stop transmission, although none of it works, or just gonna, just for the sake of argument. That was to stop transmission, right? So they won't have to go back to the things that don't stop transmission if you take a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission. That's who these people don't. There's no sense to make of it. I've, tr- I've talked to my producer. I've talked to my wife. I've talked to my kids. I've talked to Pastor Rodney R. Brown. I've been like, is there a way to make sense? There's no way to make sense of it except to call them what they are, demonic liars. Control freak, pseudo-masochistic power pervs. That's who they are. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You're going to go and take steps to do what? If nobody gets vaccinated in Canada, using a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission under the auspices of stopping transmission, what sense are you making? Absolutely none. And none of this has made sense from day one. Locking down makes no sense. Most cases of COVID are caught. Most cases of the flu. Most cases of another coronavirus called a common cold are all caught in one's own home. It's it's nonsensical, so it has to be nefarious. Now, here's an interesting pick. You can put that up there for me, Heather. Here's Jacinda Ardern and Justin Trudeau. Look at them now. For a photo op, 
Now, both of them have been caught routinely without their masks on when, they, when the cameras weren't on. Jacinda Ardern, Ardern, more notably. So here they are on a private jet. Again, I told you this section would be like the perfect summation section. So you have two Bozo the Clowns on a private jet flying around the globe, pimping and whoring vaccines and pimping and whoring the climate change hoax on their private jet alone wearing masks for a photo op while allegedly looks like they have a meal there. It's the perfect summation. They, they represent it all. They want to control you using COVID. If that doesn't work, it'll be climate change and it'll vacillate back and forth. COVID, COVID works for a while. Okay, they figured us out. Now we're going to climate change. Uh-oh, we're having another COVID outbreak. Okay, that gets figured out. Now we're going to go back to climate change. And people are like, well, yeah, no, but we gain back our rights every time. Have we? Have we gained? Have you ever seen the FBI more rogue than it is right now? Why is it more rogue than it is right now? Because be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow lawlessness, like forced vaccinations, forced masking, forced business closures, forced church closures, all these law enforcement agencies, now I'm not talking about local cops necessarily, but definitely federal, federal ones will go, you know what? Katie, bar the door. No problem whatsoever. You got the RMCP, the, the Royal, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP in Canada seizing people's bank accounts. That never happened before in the history of Canada, ever. Not one time, but it did under the auspices of COVID because you had, you had the Freedom Convoy with the truckers up there protesting against an unlawful vaccine mandate. But look at these two in their private jet going around the world, espousing the virtue of their climate hoax agenda. That we've only got nine years left. You think if you only had nine years left, they wouldn't want to be spewing 30 times the amount of the average carbon emissions for a person in a day than they are right in, as they are in this picture right here. I mean, how, how much does how much does a, as a as a does a private jet use on a flight from Canada to New Zealand in comparison to all of us that are driving around in our F-250s? But it's just the perfect summation of the hierarchical hypocrisy go to the next one for me the post-millennial video this is the arrive can app it goes down they're actually taking it down on september 30th play for me So there you go. They're finally taking it down. My producer Aaron actually brought this up while we were watching the video. Even Justin Trudeau has now taken down his ArriveCan app, which means that you can actually fly into Canada unvaccinated. In the United States, we st- you still cannot fly into the United States 
unvaccinated, but you can walk through the open border, the open southern border, not the northern border. A Canadian cannot cross our northern border without a vaccine, without a vaccine passport. But you can cross our southern border without anything whatsoever. And again, this is more about this is more about hypocrisy in this section. Here's another one for you: the dirt, the dirty truth video. Barack Obama, Jesse Waters again. Barack Obama parked in a handicapped spot while they go in and get sushi. Play for me. She's nothing when it comes to Democrats, and no one does it better than Barack Obama. Back when Barry was in the White House, he never missed a chance to tell us he was Captain Planet. In my first inaugural address, I committed this country to the tireless task of combating climate change and protecting this planet for future generations. What matters is that today we can be more confident that this planet is going to be in better shape for the next generation. And that's what I care about. Just more hot air from Barack because he couldn't care less about the environment. This weekend, the former president was in L.A. grabbing a bite to eat with his daughters and obviously at a very trendy restaurant. And while the Obamas dined on $20 sushi rolls, their SUV sat idling outside, just spewing pollution into the air, idling for hours. Check out the video from the Daily Mail showing Barry just casually strolling out of the restaurant, not a care in the world before jumping into the SUV. What happened? I thought Barry loved the environment. That doesn't look like a guy who cares about his footprint too much. And it certainly doesn't look like the guy who supports the disabled. Barry's SUV backed right into a handicapped spot, forcing any old lady with a bad hip to walk from the back of the parking lot. And if you got a wheelchair, forget it. Barry's being that brazen. What other woke commandments did he break? Did he step on an endangered snail on the way out? Did he misgender a waiter while he was ordering some beers? Perhaps the Obamas took a table meant for an indigenous family, those colonizers. I guess it's Obama's world and we're just living in it. I don't use a lot of Jesse's stuff. I'll tell you, he's great though. I love him. I just don't usually catch a lot of his stuff, but I happen to catch a couple for this podcast. A couple of things on this. The, the one thing you have to ask when anybody's actually espousing an agenda is, is espousing a lifestyle. Those of us who are Christians, what's the worst thing that we can do as Christians? Be hypocritical, right? It's the worst thing. Jesus didn't really mind the tax collectors and the, uh, he didn't mind the tax collectors and the sinners. He went in and ate with them. The ones that he doesn't like, 1 Corinthians 5, 13, expel the wicked man among you is one who says that he's a Christian but sleeping with his father's wife. Expel that wicked man from among you. He doesn't like the hypocrites. So whenever you have, whenever you have somebody who's espousing an agenda, you know, we are warming the planet or they had to get away from that because they, it was proven that warming didn't actually ever happen. They started with cooling. That didn't work. So they had a global cooling uh, narrative and then it was global warming narrative, all for the same reasons, leverage people into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. That's always what it's been about from day one. The antichrist spirit's been trying to do that for umpteen years now. But whenever somebody's actually espousing a lifestyle or an agenda, you should ask this question. How have you modified your lifestyle? See, I'm quite different. I'm not flawless. I have lots of weaknesses and I fail way too often. But I will tell you this. My life is extremely different than it was before I got saved. Before I became a Christian, I was a very different person than I am now. If I was espousing Christianity right now, 
and dropping an F word and using the Lord's name in vain, that might actually hurt my testimony, my witness to you, correct? Where here you have Barack Hussein Obama, gleefully called Barry by Jesse Waters, which my producer Aaron especially loved. So you have Barry out there walking around. What's he driving? Well, what's he being chauffeured around in? Of course, it's not a, a Tesla. What's the other one you said, Aaron? A Prius? A Mach-E, a Mustang Mach-E, or a Prius. Those are the three that Aaron named. He doesn't have a Prius, doesn't have a Mustang Mach-E, doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't have a Tesla. No, he's being driven around in basically a 10-seat Suburban that they left on the entire time he was in the restaurant getting sushi. How has he modified his life? He owns four mansions. I thought he owned three. He owns four because he has one in Chicago. He's got one in D.C. Martha's Vineyard, Oahu, Hawaii, and Chicago, Illinois. The cheapest one is the Chicago one that's $1.7 million. Martha's Vineyard is $12 million. How has he modified his life What's in any way, shape, or form? How, how, how has he modified his life? Yet he wants everybody else to modify their lives. When it was his birthday, in, in, in the height of COVID, he had 600 people under, under, under a, a tent in his backyard at Martha's Vineyard where he has 29 acres, his $12 million mansion on the ocean that's supposed to have already engulfed his mansion. But for some reason, he keeps buying oceanfront property. Strange, isn't it? Keeps saying that the, that the seas are going to rise, but he himself keeps buying oceanfront property. Isn't it strange that the ESG companies, this just popped into my beautiful mind, all these ESG companies... And banks that are pimping and whoring the climate agenda all are still will loan money to people to buy beachfront mansions? Strange, isn't it? 30-year mortgages? But yet, allegedly, they, they have to get their environmental social governance score at a, certain, at a certain level. But yet, in the midst of that, so do they really believe what they're, what they're, do they really believe what they're espousing? Or they're just doing it so that they can stay in business? Which, by the way, is it very evil and nefarious in and of itself? Most people took the vaccine to keep their jobs, not because they're afraid of COVID. Most people took the vaccines because they wanted to travel, not because they're afraid of COVID. They'd already survived COVID by then. Already found out, oh, everybody's getting COVID around me and everybody's living. And I know there's people that didn't live. I'm just telling you most people did. But it's very nefarious. So the, like these ESG companies and these ESG banks that are still proffering mortgages on 30-year mortgages for multi-million or even billion dollar estates and businesses on the ocean are espousing one thing. They're not putting their money where their mouth is. Their money is going the opposite place of their mouth. They're espousing one thing and putting their money in another. So which one do they really believe in? Follow the money. Global cabal, Alex Soros. Alexander Soros tweet. You're wondering who's behind these leftist, democratic, globalist politicians like, like uh, Raphael Warnock? Who's, who's really behind these people? George Soros is. George Soros has bought and paid for the following DAs. Letitia James, New York, who's currently suing Donald Trump and arrested under really false, trumped-up, stupid charges. His former attorney, who ended up being convicted for basically giving people free parking spots. So Letitia James, New York, bought and paid for by George Soros. Kim Fox, Chicago. Jesse Smollett, uh, 
uh, state attorney who wanted to cut him loose and have absolutely no repercussions for what he's done. Kim Gardner, St. Louis, bought and paid for by Soros. George Gascon, Los Angeles, bought and paid for by Soros. Larry Krasner, Philadelphia, bought and paid for by Soros. It's all a climate, a climate, a global cabal. Climate's part of it, but crime is another part of the cabal. It's all about leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. What the crime aspect of it is, what it's all about, is to try is to create rampant crime so that they have an excuse to confiscate your firearms. Why, Tom, would they come and confiscate lawful gun owners' guns? Because there's rampant crime. All they need is an open door. Look, at there's so much gun crime, and all we want is common sense gun reform. It just gives them an excuse. That's why you're seeing rampant crime. People aren't really worse than they were a year ago. We, but our crime, our violent crime rate is up, depending on what part of the country you're in, 20 to 40%. You don't ever see crime go up more than 5 or 6% ever. I never have in my life seen it go up more than 3, 4, 5, 6% in a year ever. But this is what it's all about. Alexander Soros, son of George Soros, was, was great to host and introduce Reverend Raphael Warnock at my home last week. This is a senator, of course, from Georgia, fraudulently elected, up for re-election already this September. This country can't afford for him to lose. How do we, what would we lose if Raphael Warnock was not a senator? The only thing that we would lose is rampant crime, mass killings of the unborn, mass censorship, mass spending, forced vaccinations, and more, and on and on and on I could go. Big win here. I always want to cover the wins, if at all possible. Big win out of Italy. Now, this may not seem like a big deal to you. It is a huge deal. This is happening now. This is starting to happen. We are winning. We, the problem with us winning is we have to know that we're winning. Because all that you may see, you may just be constantly inundated with bad news. Sometimes all I talk about is bad news. But we are winning. This is a huge win. This is Georgia, Georgia Maloney. She just won what's called the premier or prime minister of Italy. She is a Margaret Thatcher sort of figure. She is a right-wing politician, which means good, no matter what anybody says. They call Hitler right-wing, Mussolini. Those people weren't right-wing. They were all socialists. So this is a big win. Radio Geneva video, history is written, despite Ursula von der Leyen's unworthy and dirty threats, Italy's vote en masse for the far right. That's what people call far right. Georgia Maloney, first female premier in the history of Italy. Play for me. So this is this is an historic win. Facebook is how many times is that now, Aaron? We've been taken down four times. Is it on my page of the church? The church page has been taken down four times now. For what? What have I said that wasn't true? And they call me a Nazi? They call me a fascist? No, no, Facebook, you're the fascist. I've said nothing wrong. Even if I did say something wrong, I have the right to say it on a platform. You are under section 230 of the federal code, Facebook. You are a platform, not a publisher. You are not allowed to take me down. This is why all those lawsuits got one too. 
Alex Berenson defeating, defeating Twitter in a lawsuit. You're not allowed to take us down, even if it is misinformation, which of course it isn't. And who gets to decide whether anything is mis or disinformation? How do you decide? Well, who decides what's hate speech and what isn't? Do, do us Christians get to decide what hate speech is? So anytime that our faith is demeaned, we can have you taken down? Taken down for absolutely nothing. Staying in Italy for just a couple minutes. Lewis Brackpole video. Unelected. This is what, so you have the European Union, of which Italy is a part of, run by unelected Ursula van der Leyen. This is what she said. Unelected official Ursula van der Leyen of the European Union openly warns, warns that if Italy votes for someone they disagree with, they will sanction Italy. So democratic, so tolerant. Play it for me. We'll see if things uh, go in a difficult direction. I've spoken about Hungary and Poland. We have tools. If things go in the right direction and people as a body that is always, um, where always governments have to be accountable to play an important role. Now the volume was real low at the beginning of that, but what she said was, just like Hungary and Poland, we have actions we can take if, that, if, if the election in Italy does not go the way that we want. So if it's not a compliant leftist, if we get another Viktor Orban, which is exactly what they got in Italy, thank God. That's who I literally mean, thank you, Lord, that we have another Viktor Orban that's actually now in power in the European Union. She's just a globalist leftist. She's nothing more than a hand puppet for the World Economic Forum. Here's an interesting video, Wittgenstein video, the Gates Foundation. Strange, see how it all works together? See how they all know each other? The Gates Foundation awarded Ursula van der Leyen, the president of the European Union, unelected, for her contribution to maintaining peace and stability in the region. Play for me. It is such an honor to receive this award and please allow me to dedicate it and to share it with millions of ordinary Europeans who have helped us all to make it through the pandemic. From the scientists who developed the life-saving vaccines to the frontline workers in our hospitals and the essential services, this award is also for them. This is for sure. President of the EU. Uh, not a scary organization at all. I've always loved the European Union. Haven't you? Just mm. the precursor to one world government. It's just, it's awesome. And to hear the president of the EU explaining how you in Europe can get your life back to normal in that German accent she has. That just sounds so soothing to me. Um, here's what she says uh, is important to get your life back here. Here she comes. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good to see you. Before you? Easter, we promised mm -hmm. to the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality when uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. So on Monday, the mm -hmm. European Parliament and the European Council mm -hmm. signed the regulation for the EU digital COVID certificate. Oh, it is applicable from the 1st of July on, but if you want to as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. And that's what Belgium did. Oh, Belgium, well, Belgium allows did it. as of today um, to uh, travel with a certificate, mm -hmm. and they issue travel these with certificates. Their certificate. And here, sure. 
is mine. So everyone who is fully vaccinated mm -hmm. or tested negative right. or has recovered from COVID can get one. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have right now 15 member states that have already signed up. And from the 1st of July, all 27 member states have to apply these EU digital mm -hmm. certificates for the COVID. Mm -hmm. I am planning now to start my tour through 27 member states for the next generation EU, our um, recovering resilient plan. And I'm very curious to test and to see how this certificate will work. Thank you. That's wonderful. All right. Oh, that's now, great. She so, held hers up. Can I just take a picture of that? And can uh, I use hers? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So essentially what she's saying is uh, you must have your papers. <laughs> They'll be digital, but you must have some. We have a base of making you have your papers. Please. One of my favorite videos of all time with my producer, Aaron, adding the music on to the end for everybody's entertainment pleasure. Now, why would she not want... I want to make sure I get her name right every time here because I think I've said it wrong a couple times. Georgia Maloney. Georgia Maloney. Why would she not want Georgia Maloney? Who's spoken twice at CPAC, by the way. Georgia Maloney has. Why would, or why would Ursula von der Leyen with her COVID pass... Why would she not want Georgia Maloney to be the premier, the prime minister of Italy? Why? Well, she wants to be able to give you back some of your normality if you get her QR-coded Mark of the Beast on her phone, on your phone. That's called a European Union Digital COVID Certificate. That's what she wants. And remember what this is all about. My phone's going off. It's the emergency alert for the hurricane. What they're all trying to do is institute something. By the way, Joe Biden has begun a, I don't know what you would call it, a look, a uh, research into central to digitized currency, digital currency. Now, what it's all about is what's called CBDCs. Again, and what that stands for is central banking digital currency. That's what this is all about. Anybody that can get you to CBDC, Central bank digital currency. That's what COVID's about. That's what climate change is about. That's what transgenderism is about. That's what homosexuality, the homosexual, homosexual agenda is about. That's what mass censorship is about. That's what masking's about. That's what vaccines about. That's what climate change is about. It's all about CBDC. That's it. Central banking digital currency. So that people like Ursula van der Leyen can control every aspect of your life. That's what the crime cabal is about. Listen, crime doesn't just go up in America by 40% in 20 months. It doesn't ever do that. I've been here since 1968. It has never done that. It's never, in all of my 54 years, it's never gone up 12% in a year. And it's gone up 40% so that they can leverage you into taking your guns under the guise of sensible, common sense gun reform because of all the crime. 
the DeSoros attorneys, the Gardners, the Fox, the Gascons, the Krasners, the Letitia Jameses, all of them aren't even prosecuting the gun crime that they have. Why? So that they have high gun crime statistics so they can authorize a gun, forced gun buyback inside their states or gun confiscation inside their states. It's all a cabal. How much does Ursula van der Leyen know? Probably a lot since she's a regular attender at the World Economic Forum and gets a prestigious, prestigious award from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for keeping the peace inside of Europe while Russia invades, invades Ukraine. She gets an award. People are always the opposite. The Safety Act is about unleashing crime. We are, our closed borders means wide open borders. The Inflation Reduction Act is the Inflation Production Act. They're all just bold-faced liars. All right, Aaron Ginn video. This is what's happening right now in Italy. People are tired of the European Union. Watch this guy actually scales a, scales a ladder. Oh, is this next? This is next, right? Which one's next? This is it, right? Okay, I don't know. It's usually me that's screwing up, but I think right now it's Heather. It's who's, who's the screw up right now? Who is it? It's Heather? Let's name names. Let's name names on the TLPs. It's either, it's Heather, Aaron, or me. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. So this is what's happening right now. They actually scale this ladder, go up and take down the European Union flag that's being flown in Italy. And then there are all these wretched nationalists, horrible nationalists that believe in, in closed borders, that believe in national sovereignty, who believe in, in the rights of citizens. And these are the people that are rising up. Play it for me. Just wanted you to see it. You're not alone. And this is, listen, Italy is a, is a big time country. This is, a, you know, obviously a first world country. And they just elected a Donald Trump. This is happening where you have basically, I don't, I don't trust, trust yet in England. We'll see how she does. But they just basically put a conservative in charge there. Poland's conservative, Hungary's conservative, and many others are trending that way. We are trending that way, depending on who you believe. It's either going to be a red wave or a red stream or whatever it may be, but it's going to be red come November 8th. I'm believing for a red tsunami. So I wanted to show you this. You have to, this subtitle is not a big fan, but listen to the, listen to the passion of Georgia Maloney. Listen to the passion. Listen to the words that she says, even though they're in Italian, the subtitles underneath. And they call her, they actually call her a fascist for what she believes in. So look at what she believes in. Play for me. Potrei farne tante altre di queste domande. A monte c'è quella che ci facciamo oggi. Perché la famiglia è un nemico? Perché la famiglia fa così paura? C'è una risposta unica per tutte queste domande. Perché ci definisce, perché è la nostra identità. Perché tutto quello che ci definisce in questo tempo è un nemico per chi vorrebbe che non avessimo più un'identità e che, fossero, che fossimo solamente schiavi, consumatori perfetti. E allora è sotto attacco l'identità nazionale, è sotto attacco l'identità religiosa, è sotto attacco l'identità di genere, è sotto attacco l'identità familiare. Non devo potermi definire italiana, cristiana, 
donna, madre, no. Io devo essere cittadino X, genere X, genitore 1, genitore 2, devo essere un numero. Perché quando sarò solamente un numero, quando non avrò più un'identità, quando non avrò più radici, beh, allora sarò lo schiavo perfetto in balia della grande speculazione finanziaria. Il consumatore perfetto. E questa è la ragione per la quale... Questa è la ragione per la quale oggi noi facciamo tanta paura. Questa è la ragione per la quale oggi questo appuntamento fa tanta paura. Perché noi non vogliamo essere dei numeri. Noi siamo qui per dire che noi non siamo dei numeri. Noi difenderemo il valore della persona umana, di ogni singola persona umana, perché ognuno di noi ha un codice genetico unico e irripetibile. E questo piaccia o no a del sacro. Lo difenderemo. Difenderemo Dio, la patria e la famiglia, che fanno tanto schifo a qualcuno. Lo faremo per difendere la nostra libertà perché noi non saremo mai schiavi e semplici consumatori in balia della speculazione finanziaria. Ecco la nostra missione, ecco perché oggi sono venuta qui. Scriveva Chesterton ormai più di un secolo fa, vediamo se, lo, se ve lo trovo, fuochi verranno attizzati per dimostrare che 2 più 2 fa 4, spade verranno sguainate per dimostrare che le foglie sono verdi in estate. Quel tempo è arrivato, signori. Siamo pronti. Grazie. So there you go. That's who just got elected. And she's called a fascist because she believes in traditional values. She believes in traditional families. She believes in a closed border. She believes in the rights and privileges of real citizens. She's pro-life. So she's a fascist. You're a fascist. If you do not want to insert scissors into a baby who's been born purposely breech to suck its brains out of the back of its head and a partial birth abortion. If you don't believe in that, you're the fascist. It's just like I told you earlier with the communist manifesto. Communists have no problem accusing you of being communist to usher in communism. Fascists have no problem labeling you a fascist so that they can be fascist themselves by eliminating you. And remember what she said, too. That was one of the most poignant things I've ever heard in a political speech. She was talking about everybody, what, what this global cabal, the globalist left, it's a globalist left, it's the World Economic Forum, the Chinese Communist Party, the People's Liberation Army, Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, the left in Canada, the left in New Zealand, the left in Australia, I don't know their party's names, this globalist leftist cabal, the Bank of London, Deutsche Bank, Pfizer, Moderna, these giant corporations, they want to make everything where, it, again, like I always say, a, a, uh, a one world commerce system with a singular access point, they want, it, the only place that you can get food is Walmart. The only place that you can get medicine is at their hospital. The only way for you to travel is with their passport. They want that level of control. This is right out of the book of Revelation. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right head or on their forehead, or on their right hand or on their forehead. And then no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's what this is all about. You ought to be able to see, especially if you are a Christian, a Romans 8, 14 Christian, those who are led by the Spirit of God or sons of God, you ought to be able to see that's what's happening. Stop complying and be the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 restraining. You must do it 
Now, well, it won't matter. What I'm doing is I'm hoarding food. I'm hoarding cash. I'm hoarding gold. If we all go CBDC, central banked, central bank digital currency, your cash and your gold are useless. If you're out there and you're out in the wilderness, let's say you're a prepper and you're out there. I'm a, I'm a closet prepper myself. I've got some provisions, but you're out there. What are you going to do if you break your jaw? You can't eat. What are you going to do? And there's only one, one hospital system and it's run by central bank digital currency, but you voted for the wrong person. You said something on Facebook that you're not allowed to say. Me getting taken down four or five times tonight on Facebook for saying nothing. There's no violence. There's no pornography on this podcast. Therefore, I have the right to say anything I want. But if you're under CBDC, Central Banking Digital Currency, then then your lifeline, the hose to to your resource, your ability to resource yourself, to buy resources, can just be shut off. By a politician. That's why they want you in electric cars. And it's all under the guise of climate change. That's what Ursula van der Leyen is actually using to usher in CBDC. She's using, she's using climate. Before, she was using COVID. When, she can't, when everybody wises up on the climate, they'll shift back to COVID. And here's the problem. Pastor Rodney R. Brown said this early on in the pandemic that the freedoms you give back, that you give on this side, you won't get back on the other. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to believe that to be true. And I still hope it's not true. I'm hoping we can get back the freedoms that we've lost. Well, we haven't lost any freedom. Really, we haven't lost any freedom in this country? When did you ever see Americans forced to lock down in your life? 54 years, I never saw it. But the freedoms you give up now, and if we give up, we give up cash. If we give up our our closed borders and our special rights for citizens, right now they're trying to pass a bill in the Congress, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all the rest of them, Senate and congressional Democrats, are trying to legalize voting for illegals. That's what they're trying to do right now. I put that on the last podcast. But it's all, everything that you see is about leverage leveraging you into a one world commerce system. Now here's interesting. Here's now it's all of now how they're doing it right now is climate. Does man have anything to do with climate? Play it for me other greatest arrogance of all save the planet. And we save the planet. What are these fucking people kidding me? Save the planet. We don't know how to take care of ourselves yet. We're saving the planet with record $360 billion. I'm tired of these white Liberal, bourgeois, liberal, white people who think the only thing wrong with this planet is there aren't enough bicycle paths. To save the planet, generating jobs and cleaner air and cleaner water and jobs and security for our country. The planet has been through a lot worse than us for a long time. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, bombardments for hundreds of thousands of years by comets and asteroids and meteors, sandstorms, erosion of all kinds, cosmic radiation, worldwide fires, worldwide floods, recurring ice ages. But I'm not walking away from $360 billion in, in support for saving the planet for our children.
Planet isn't going anywhere. We are. <laughs> there you go. And see, it's, it's so arrogant on their part. And I played the video. I don't. I, I should have actually put that back in here, but I didn't want to play three podcasts in a row. But even the people who espouse climate change as a problem can't define what the problem is and how much human beings play in the problem they can't define. They don't know how much, how much ozone has been depleted. They don't know how much CO2 is in the atmosphere. They don't know how much human beings actually contribute to the CO2 that's in the atmosphere, and they can't define what a problem is with CO2 in the atmosphere. They can't do any of those. They have no idea. It's simply to leverage you. Now, look at this. You can just side-by-side side these because we'll, they're basically the same video twice with a different angle. Just play them and mute them. And I just wanted to see this Rise Melbourne video. What do we have happening here? Strange coincidences again. Women can't vaccinate, then nurse their kids, and there's a national baby formula shortage. Paris, Paris, France. Another food plant goes up in flame. This time, it's Rungus Wholesale Foods Market, which supplies fruits, vegetables, and seafoods, meats, and dairies of France, a controlled demolition of the food supply. All right, go to the next. Just flip to the next one for me. Next, there you go. There's the long-distance one. And just a different... Different description from Disclosed TV. So you know it's real. Rungus, the largest, the largest, I repeat, the largest fresh produce market on the planet is now gone. Burnt to the freaking ground again. One food processing plant after another, one food producing plant after another, burned to the ground. While climate change is used to shut down farms that are supplying the plants that are being burned to the ground. While climate change is being used to pay farmers not to produce crops. Oh, it's okay. I'm just going to, you know, I'll just avoid all this. You can't avoid. You must stand. Once it's a one world commerce system, understand something. There's no escape. There is, there is no gas without your one world commerce system, singular access point, without your card, your QR code, or your mark on your right hand or on your forehead. There is, there is no gas. There's no going to work. There's no feeding your family. There's no feeding your baby. There's no medicine for your children. You must stand now, Christian. I know that I'm primarily speaking to the choir, but there's always a few little spineless Christians that are watching that dutifully strapped on their mask, dutifully locked down their churches, dutifully stayed six feet apart. You must restrain now. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. You can just side by side this one too, Heather. Janie video. Hundreds of tractors blocked the town uh, of Caserta in southern Italy in protest against the forced, the forced slaughter of 140,000 head of cattle and the rise in energy prices. Recently, 400 companies have gone bankrupt and 8,000 jobs have been lost, all for climate change or all for COVID. Neither one of them are an existential threat to your life. Neither one of them are a threat to your life on a statistical level at all. But yet they're being used to leverage you. You can side by side this one too. Pelham video, Rajasthan, India, 
the manufactured food, food crisis, uh, crisis in full swing with the death of over 40,000 head of cattle, over 60,000 across India. You're thinking, well, the Guineans don't eat it. Yeah, they don't eat the cattle, but they milk them. Their entire, their entire food ecosystem is based on the milk of cows, and 40,000 are dead for no reason whatsoever. Here's an interesting little synopsis right here from Cat Turd. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, along with all the other names that I've said. Why do Democrats strongly worry about the farts of the millions of herd animals, uh, or why do the Democrats never worry about the farts of the millions of herd animals in the Serengeti? Because you don't eat them. That's why it's always cow farts. Exactly. There's, I mean, there's millions upon millions upon billions of animals around the globe, like you and me, farting all the time. But yet the only ones they're worried about are the ones that feed you. Because if they can control what feeds you, they control you. That's the point of it all. Look at this one. Peter Sweden tweet. Norway's largest carrot farmer just had to throw away 80 tons of carrots because he can't afford the electricity prices. See, it's all the same cabal. Why can't you have the food cabal, which is backed up by the climate cabal. Look how they're interwoven here. Carrots wouldn't seem to be a problem, but they only want you to be able to get the carrots that they offer, so you have to come through their singular access point. And it's tied to the the guy's throwing away all of these carrots because of climate change. Their electricity prices are through the roof because of climate change and or the Ukraine-Russian conflict. Again, between two World Economic Forum actors, Voldemar Zelensky, Vladimir Putin, and now Voldemar Zelensky is partnering with the Chinese government, with the CCP, who is allies with Russia. Voldemar Zelensky is partnering with the CCP for the Belt and Road Initiative while partnering with the U.S., getting billions of dollars. Strange, isn't it? In the midst of that, people are having to throw away food because no gas is coming out of Russia. Strange, isn't it? How it all seems to work together. It's all about Revelation 13 and 14. But for you and I that call ourselves believers, it's about 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own day. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. That's where we are right now. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. The rapture of the church. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3-8. through eight. Be the restraining, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you all for sticking with me. Let's all make sure that we are in agreement like we prayed earlier, that this storm will be sheared apart before it hits any county in the state of Florida under hurricane force winds. Love you all. God bless you. We'll be back here Thursday night, 8.30, another 90 minutes of fury. Love you all. God bless you. So why give to the TLP? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But that's not the end of it. 
Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. We do not gauge our words. We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom and victory in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything, protection the Bible, church the Bible.